0: Hallelujah. May the Lord cause his goodness to run after us. What a ministration that the goodness of the Lord will run after us. Father, we thank you that we have a Lord who is full of goodness and his goodness will run after us. We bless you. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for tonight. We are grateful unto you for this teaching service. Based on the topic, what happens to the man who fears God? Father, may you grant me the utterance this evening, and may you speak to us, for we need it, O Lord, so that our lives can be pleasing unto you. Be merciful unto us, O Lord, even for those of us here in the temple, and for our brethren, who have linked up on the various platforms. And at the end, we'll be careful to give you all the glory that is due you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So this evening, our theme is, What Happens to Those Who Fear the Lord? So essentially we are talking about the fear of the Lord. We'll look briefly at what we mean by the fear of the Lord. What are some of the signs that indicate that somebody walks in the fear of the Lord and then we'll look at some of the benefits that accrue to anybody who walks in the fear of the Lord. Let me start by first saying that this topic, I think, is just a teaser. It's we cannot in this brief moment talk about the fear of God because you need the whole Bible and all what we are talking is how we need to fear our Lord. So my prayer is that tonight is just a teaser to create an awareness. That we need to walk in the fear of the Lord. Is it because the extent to which you can truly get any benefits from the fear of the Lord will all depend on the extent to which you are walking in it and essentially it is based on the knowledge that you have of this God that we serve. If you really know this God, nobody will tell you to walk in the fear of the Lord. So I only pray that each one of us will receive a progressive revelation of who God is and how we can walk in the fear of the Lord. Is because when you look later, you can read the whole of Revelation chapter four, and then you see how the angels and the elders bow down and give everything to their Lord. It's because of what they see. What they see, the majesty that they see. What they see about the living God positions them to know that you dare not joke around this throne. And when you are here, you only cast down your crown. When you don't know Him, then we do the things that we do. And for a little bit, when even the Israelites In Exodus chapter 20, verse 18 to 21, when they just caught a little bit, they said, Moses, you go. As for us, we can't get close. So in Exodus chapter 20, verse 18 to 21, it says, Now all the people witnessed the tenderness, the lightning flashes the sound of the trumpets, and the mountains smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. Then they said to Moses, You speak with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. And Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, and that his fear may be before you, so that you may not sin. That is what I said. If you don't know this God, if you don't know him, then that is the reason why we do the things that we are doing. But as you can see, when the Israelites just saw a little bit, they said, It's enough. Moses, go and do all the bidding. As for us, we cannot come even close. But Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you. And that his fear may be before you so that you may not sin. That is what I'm saying tonight. It depends on the extent to which you know this God. That revelation knowledge that has come to us, that has come to you, that will let us know the steps that we have to take. Whether we we'll walk with Him lightly or not, it all depends on what we know about Him. So to begin with, like I said, what I, briefly, what do I mean by the fear of God? It says the fear of God includes, but is not limited, to respecting The fear of God includes, but is not limited to respecting and reverencing Him and trembling at Him and at His word. Holy fear gives God the place of glory. Honour reverence, thanksgiving, praise, and preeminence that he deserves. So, briefly, what are we saying by the fear of God? Do we respect and reverence him? Do we tremble at his word Do we give the place that is due God, or we even struggle with Him? Do we honor Him? Do we reverence Him? Are we full of thanksgiving for who He is? Do we praise Him? Do we give Him that preeminence that is due? Now, what are some of the signs for somebody who fears God? The first one can be taken from Isaiah chapter 66, verse 2. Isaiah chapter 66, verse 2. It says, For all those things my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one will I look on him who is poor and of a contrite heart and who tremble at my word. And for tonight, my emphasis is on those who tremble at the word of God. If we truly fear God, we will tremble at his word. When he speaks, we know it is final. When we know that this is a word coming from God, there should be no argument. There can be no negotiation. Because God, the almighty God, would have spoken. Because he is God. In the same Isaiah, Isaiah chapter six, verse one to five. When Isaiah, again the little bit that he saw in the year that King Hosea died, and I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. With two he flew. And one cried to another, Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full Of his glory. That is the God we are talking about. The whole earth. Is filled with his glory. Verse 4. And the posts of the door. Were shaken by the voice. Of him. Who cried out. And the house. Was filled with smoke. Then that is when. Isaiah said. So I said. Woe is me. For I am pardoned, is that what I see? I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. So, like the angels and the elders. It's when you see, when you come close, when you get a little bit of who God is, when you get a little bit of a revelation knowledge of who He is, when you have that, you begin to know that we are nothing, but God alone is God. Hallelujah. In the same Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 8 verse 13. The Lord of hosts, Him you shall hallow. Let Him be your fear and let Him be your dread. So these are just a little bit of some of the things, trembling at His word. And as we get knowledge, a little bit of knowledge about who our God is will begin to walk in fear. And given the little bit of what we've even gone through, what we've taken from Isaiah, I'm not sure there should be any man who can get some knowledge truly get some knowledge of God and still will do things anyhow. Our God is full of glory. He said His glory fills the whole earth. Now if God show us mercy and we gain knowledge Of who he is. And we walk in the fear of the Lord. Let's look at just some. We cannot go through all. Just a little bit. Of the benefits. That will happen to us. And I will say that after this. Even this teaching. If you truly want to walk in God. In fact let's look at. Proverbs. Chapter 23, I think, verse 17. Proverbs 23, then we'll come back to our teaching. Proverbs 23, verse, it says, Do not let your heart envy sinners, but be zealous for the fear of the Lord all day. And truly, if you desire to be zealous for the fear of the Lord all day, I I said this teaching is just a teaser. After tonight, there are numerous scriptures that one can go through the Bible one after the other, and you see portions pointing, directing us to the fear of God. And if you are serious to be zealous for the fear of the Lord all day, you cannot finish counting the scriptures. That will make you begin to walk in the fear of the Lord. Amen. Now, what are some of the benefits due us if we purpose to walk in the fear of the Lord? What is in line with our team? What happens to those who fear the Lord? The first point or the first benefit. I'd like to touch on is that it positions you to receive from God. It puts you in a position where you can hear from God. It puts us in a position where we can receive answers from God. And here we can look at Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7. And here, even Christ, it was not because he was Christ, but scripture says, Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard, and the reason Christ was heard was not because he cried. The reason Christ was heard was not because of the tears. The reason Christ was heard was not because he was Jesus. But the scripture simply says because of his godly fear. That is the only reason why the Lord had. And gave an answer to our Lord Jesus Christ. Not because he cried. So no matter how much tears we will share. No matter the supplications. If all it is done out of the heart of a man who fears God. There will be an answer. That is why in relation to the same scripture in Luke chapter 22 verse 43, because Christ feared God and he demonstrated godly fear, they said there and then, then an angel appeared to him from heaven. And to strengthen him. So that is just one. Of the initial benefits. That will come to us. If we walk in the fear of God. Our prayers. Our supplications. Will receive answers. So maybe tonight. Tonight. We need to begin to look at our circumstances, to look at our situations. Maybe we may have cried. We may have wept. Christ is not looking at the tears. If only we come to him and walk with him in a godly fear, there will be an answer. Are you ready to receive? Do you want to receive from the Almighty God? What His Word is telling us, if we can draw from the experience of Christ, is that because of godly fear, because Christ reverenced the Father in heaven, because Christ honored the Father, there and then an angel appeared from heaven to strengthen him. That is why tonight I am also believing and I believe you also believe no matter what is before you if we will humble ourselves and walk in the fear of the Lord there will be an answer. Amen. Can we humble ourselves Walk in the fear of the Lord. The second benefit I would like us to look at tonight let's look at Malachi chapter 3, verse 16 to 18, where God will remember you. God will remember you. He says, Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. <laughs> that is why your company matters. The people will flow with matters. Because it says, those who feared the Lord, they spoke to one another. And the Lord listened and heard them. So, a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. Verse 17. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. On the day that I make my jewels, I will spare them. As a man spares his own son who serves him. The last verse. Then you shall gain discernment between the righteous and the wicked. Between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. So back to the verse 16 on the Malachi chapter 3. So we are talking about those who feared God. They are those who spoke to one another. And brethren, given the situation that we don't have much time on our hands, it doesn't matter how old you are. We need to redeem the time that is left for us. The time has come for you and I to spend our time profitably. We need to spend our time with people who fear God so that we can talk to one another. We cannot be spending our time with things that are not profitable in the kingdom. That's why you should begin to look for those who fear God and connect to those who fear God. And when such people meet, God says, I will listen to them. When people of God and people who fear God meet and meet and discuss God, God says, I am there to listen. And he will hear them. And it's not just our, his listening. There is a book. There will be a book of remembrance. That God will write the names of those who fear Him. A book would be written for us if I say, I fear God. You know that you don't need to run around to get your name into any book, but there is a book that the Lord himself will pen down. And that book is for those who fear him. Don't you like this? Who doesn't like this? That God will take notice of me and my company because we fear him and we talk about him. He will come down and he will take notice of us. We don't need to go and beg. God will sing. Hallelujah. So God will remember us. The only thing is that it should be a company, a congregation, a meeting of saints who fear God and will see God coming into the situation. And the other day, I don't know, whilst we were doing the seven last words. Did you notice that there were two criminals? One criminal who hung there, apparently he feared God. In Luke chapter 23, verse 39 to 43. In Luke chapter 23, verse 39 to 43. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly for received due the reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing. But that criminal, that criminal who was condemned to death, ready to be crucified, because he feared God, he changed his destiny. He was a criminal ready to be crucified. But whilst he was on the cross, whilst he was there, a murderer who has been put in jail, he remembered that there is a God to be feared. And that changed his story. The, that he feared God changed his story. It changed. And that very moment, Christ said, today, today, you will be with me in paradise. What changed his situation? He feared God. Because he feared God, it changed his situation. Tonight, may we learn a great lesson. No matter how, the extent to which we have been condemned, if only come to ourselves and know that it is matter. God can be in this matter. And recognize Him. It will change our situation. So that is the third point. The fourth point or the fourth benefit that I can think about is that we shall be spared from any wrath or condemnation. And he would like us to look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7. By faith Noah, being divinely warned of the things not yet seen, moved with godly fear what moved noah was godly fear he heard the warning and because of godly fear he moved he didn't sit down and went ahead and prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became the heir of the righteousness which is according to the faith. Again, it was only by the measure of godly fear that Noah and his household were spared. In fact, I've been asking myself, this huge ark, Could it have been built by Noah and his children alone? Possibly other people were hired to help to build the ark. So other people provided labor to build the ark, but they didn't go in. They built that huge ark With all the labor that went into it, Bible doesn't record that the liberals also went into it. It was only Noah and his family. Because Noah feared God. That is why it is not just our presence, even in this Ark temple, but there ought to be godly fear. Because without godly fear, whether you are the cleaner here, whether you are the painter, because at that time, it was only Noah in his household. It was because of the fear of God. Let's not be too excited about only our identification that I built that ark. I'm sure those men might have gone round saying, have you seen that ark? We built it with that special wood. And so, you built it, but it took a man with godly fear and his household to enter. So even tonight, as this divine warning comes, it still ought to be fresh that the message of salvation Is still waiting. Christ is coming again. He is coming again for those who are walking in godly fear. Waiting for His coming. It is not where we sat. Where we presented ourselves in the ark. Whether I painted it. Whether I put the most expensive wood, that is not the issue. What matters is the godly fear and the heart with which I serve God. So if we walk in the fear of God, we shall be spared. And there is an impending danger coming. When Christ comes and we are not numbered among those soldiers, none will be spared. Let's pray that we'll walk in the fear of the Lord. Zealously do, do so as we read in Proverbs 28, 17 every day, every hour, every second. Let's be conscious to walk in the fear of the Lord. That is what matters. If we can do that, we'll be spared the wrath and the condemnation that is coming. Another benefit that I see was that flowing benefits that came to David. Special blessings that came to David. You recall in 1 Samuel chapter 24, 1 Samuel 24, verse 4 to 10. At that point, the men of David. (laughs) You need to be careful about the men around you. He said, the men of David said to him, This is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy. Who told them? But the men around you, they will tell you, This is your day. Don't let it go. They told David that this is the day which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand that you may do to him as it seems good to you. That is the man around you. And David arose and secretly cut off the corner of Saul's robe, now it happened afterward that David's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe. Remember the men told him that this is your day. People of God, listen to God and hear from God for yourself. And he said to the men, "God forbid." that I should do this. Then he said, the Lord's anointed. This is the Lord's anointed. To stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. You don't touch him. And David walked in the fear of God. But his men, they didn't see the things David saw. But thanks be to God, David saw, and we saw the benefits. Let's go to Second Samuel chapter 23. Second Samuel chapter 23, verse 1 to 5. Thank God that David didn't just listen to the men. But because he walked in the fear of God, we can see some benefits that came in. And these are the last words of David. That says David, the son of Jesse. That says the man raised up on high, the anointed of God of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel. Verse 2. The Spirit of the Lord spoke by him, and his word was on my tongue. And the God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spoke to me. He who rules over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. Verse 4. And he shall be like the light of the morning when the sun rises. A morning without clouds, like the tender grass springing out of the earth by the clear shining after rain. Verse 5. Although my house is not so with God yet he has made me an everlasting covenant. Ordered all things and secure, for this is all my salvation and all my desire. Will he not make it increase? How did we get here? Because of the fear of God. And not men. So he, David didn't dare touch so, he feared the anointed of God. As if this is not enough as a benefit for David, let's look at Acts chapter 13, verses 22 and 23. Acts chapter 13, 23, 22 and 23. And when he had renowned him, he raised up for him David as king. Whom also he gave a testimony and said, I have found David the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. And listen to the verse 23. And from this man's seed, according to the promise, God raised up Israel a Savior. This was the man who feared God, who was in the bush, Caring after sheep. But he had this grace where he feared God. And as he walked in the fear of God, his end became glorious. And indeed, every king who came after him became the reference point. And in the genealogy of Christ, David alone is mentioned throughout. That was the man who feared God. Hallelujah. Another point that I would like to raise concerning those who walk in the fear of God is that your restoration will come If there is anything that has fallen off, if there is anything that has slipped you by, tonight, based on the word of God, that we stand on, if you continue to walk in the fear of God, your restoration will come. In Job, chapter 1, verse 1. We know one of the qualities of Job. is that there was a man in the land of Uz. Whose name was Job. And that man was blameless. And upright. And one who feared God. And shunned evil. Remember, he feared God. We all know what David, uh, Job, went through. The loss that occurred in his family. But there was a restoration. God brought a restoration. In fact, when his wife spoke, I'm sure you are aware, said, "Cares God. He would not. He feared his God. That is in Job chapter 2 verses 9 and 10. Job chapter 2 verses 9 and 10. Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. But that will not come from a man who fears God. So in the verse 10, But he said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept adversity? In all of this, Job did not sin with his lips but continually walked in the fear of God. And the interesting thing came in at a point from Job forty-two. From 7 to 10. When it came to a point where the people, his own friends, who had come. Raising all manner of issues. When the time came. And God's anger was even aroused against them. I'm sure if it were you and I. The verse 7 says, my wrath is aroused against you and your two friends. I'm sure would have said to herself, it's your turn. One, one. (laughs) But Job, because he was a man who feared God, when God said pray for them, what did he do? He prayed for them. So let's look at Job chapter 42 verse 10. The verse 10, And the Lord did what? He restored Job's losses. When he prayed for his friends. These were the very friends. Who had said all manner of things. And wrath was to come upon them. And God said pray for them. And Job prayed for them. And out of that. Came. Restoration. So and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice, as much as he had before. Maybe you yourself, you are seated on your own restoration. If only really we can follow the example of Job and walk in the fear of the Lord, your restoration will come through. It is around. As for God, in fact, the twice that God gives doesn't take anything away from God. It's abundance. It is there. But it is we. Are we ready to walk in the fear of God? Our needs shall be met. Whatever God wants to give to us, it is there. But the problem is us. Thank God Job didn't behave like what other men would do. He said, you to your wrath is coming. But he prayed for them. And his restoration came. Pray for somebody, your restoration will come. Last but not the least point, because of time, I'm always very careful in saying that, you know, We should not be the ones who would cut off the blessings that is coming to us, our families, and our generations. Why am I saying so? In Exodus chapter 29 verse 9, in Exodus 29 verse 9, that was the Lord to Aaron. It says, and you shall get them with sashes, Aaron and his sons, and put their hearts on them. The priesthood shall be dears for a perpetual statute. So you shall consecrate Aaron and his sons. Look at those two words for a perpetual statute. I was trying to get a contemporary version, but I'm told we don't have it on our system. He says, your descendants, descendants, forever and ever, that promise I will not take. But we all know what happened in Eli's time. So let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 30. In the course of time, even though God had made this promise, when it came to the ten of Eli, something unusual happened. So God said, Therefore, the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that your house and the house of your fathers would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, Far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Continue verse 31. Behold, the days are coming that I will cut off your arm and the arm of your father's house, so that there will not be an old man in your house. And you will see an enemy in my dwelling place, despite all the good which God does for Israel, and there shall not be an old man in your house forever. But any of your men, whom I do not cut off from my altar, shall consume your eyes and grieve your heart, and all the descendants of your house shall die in the flower of their age. Now this shall be a sign to you that will come upon your two sons, so Hophni and Phinehas, in one day, they shall die, both of them. Remember in Exodus, he has said, This is a promise I am making to you forever and ever. But unfortunately, after Eli, his line, and the children that came forth decided to do otherwise. And God said, even though I promise you, I will not continue. And I always say to myself, I even tell my children, we don't know what God has given to us. Sometimes it's because we don't know. In fact, let's go to Ezra chapter four, verse fifteen, just for a brief moment. It's because we don't know our backgrounds. It says, search that a search may be made in the book of the records of your fathers. And you will find in the book the records and know that this city is a rebellious city. He was talking about Jerusalem. Maybe it's about Jerusalem, but just the first part. That search may be made in the book of the records of your fathers. And you'll find in the book of the records and know that this city is rebellious. If you search in the bloodline of your fathers, you know there's some grace that the Lord has poured on that line. But if you don't walk in the fear of God, as Eli's children did, you cut off. You cut off. That grace that is coming on your family line. So, brethren, if for nothing at all, for the sake of the generations after us, whatever God has given to us. So, I was even telling my siblings, as we did one search, I remembered our grandfather, apparently, he was a catechist in 1920 teaching the word of God in Danting just after I'm So I've told myself and my children it doesn't lie with any of us to cut off that grease. So every one of us should walk in the fear of the Lord because God has deposited something in him. And I shall not be the one to walk in the fear of God to cut it like Eli's children did. So for the sake of the generations after us, we need to walk in the fear of the Lord. Time is up. Like I said, this topic is only a teaser. There are many more things to share. Let's go home. There are numerous scriptures on the fear of God. If you truly desire to be zealous... For the fear of God all day, not once a day, not once a week, not once a year. He says all day. If you desire to be zealous all day, search the scriptures and God will give you that revelation knowledge. And as you see and come by that revelation knowledge, it will encourage you to consciously walk in the fear of the Lord. And as you do that, the benefits are many. The angelic protection is there. And for one scripture says, you will not want. All are there. Desire to go into these scriptures and you will see that it is a good thing to walk in the fear of the Lord. Our God is awesome. Let's honor and glorify Him. Peace and many blessings.